Welcome back to part two of this episode of Blood on the Thames. So, you've gotten your head down. So this is coming towards the end of the night. Yes. Is there anything you want to do in the last few hours? I don't... I, I feel like Benjamin feels like he's done... Enough has happened for one night. He's happy to, like, quit while he's ahead, as it were. Okay. Um, I think he will just be ruminating on everything that's happened, wondering which bits are real and which bits are not, kind of hoping that some of it wasn't real. Okay. The plucky Jake bits, primarily, but, you know... <laughs> I think it's all just a bit, like, it's all happened in one night. I think he's just, yeah, just resting and trying to make sense of it all, really. Okay, so whereabouts are you ruminating? Uh, well, I've got a room in the flat, which is my own, um, sort of as a workspace, but also it's kind of got a place where I can sleep that is well sunproofed and protected, so probably there. Okay. So, as you've got into your room, hmm. you're taking a seat. And you're starting to feel very heavy. Hmm. And then you hear a from behind you. I'll, I'll turn and look. Standing in the corner is Lewis. Lewis. I'm trying to remember who Lewis is now, aren't you? I'm like, Lewis? Think your prelude. Oh, okay. All right. I should have believed you, you know. Yeah, yes. Yes, you, you should have done. The thing in the in the woods that you didn't want to go near. Yes. That, that... Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't want to go near. What did I? I, th I think... I think you were curious at first and then, and then you, you realised that, well, it might be dangerous. Yeah. And I, I think you were probably right on that front. Do you know, I never gave you enough credit for your imagination. I mean, the things in the woods, I mean, that's simple, but to come up with someone like me, I mean, you knew everything about me to the last detail. Well, that, that's because, you know, we, um, we lived close together and... Did we? Well, yes, and, and, and Which we one went on walks together. Which one? Be Benjamin. You, you live close to Benjamin. No. Didn't you? We 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 go walking, and 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 I mean we weren't very close, but we 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 talked, didn't we? And, and it was pleasant, you know. It wasn't. Afraid not. But then again, I never had those conversations with Simon either. Well, then 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 who did you have those conversations with? Either. I don't exist. I never have. <laughs> but you need to fill in the blocks in your memory. So you create. I mean, that's what an artist does, right? Can I take a seat? So he goes and sits himself at the end of the bed. He's back to you. I... Do you... I mean, I know you can't really be here. I know you can't really be here right now. But but we we, I'm I'm about as here as I've ever been in any one of your recollections of me. So I mean, if you want to count that as me being here, then I mean I mean uh, the, the risk of, of making this. I mean, I, I'm aware that you can't be here, and I'm talking to you as if you're here, and I understand that isn't very sensible. But let's but you know, you you really do seem here. 
Um, so why would you come and do that? If, if, if I made you up, I would not make up you to come here and have this conversation because it's very unsettling. So I wouldn't make that up. Why would I do that? Perhaps this is more comfortable. And as you look, it's Kelly. Oh no. Oh no. Although, did you imagine me taller or shorter? Maybe more tired. Oh, I'm going to be tired. I mean, and she gestures over towards your cabinet, and there is a baby lying on it. He told me. I, I didn't really believe it when he told me. Why? Well, I mean, what is real? I mean, if you can't imagine, you know, you can remember things. I mean, if someone hurts you, like physically hurts you, or even mentally hurts you, I mean, it's fleeting, the actual physical thing, the actual stimuli. Yes. You're yes. going to remember it. Yes. So can something be real without the physical stimuli? I mean, there's times where, caught off guard, you can't remember a thing about me, but even now, you can tell me everything about me. Yes. Does that not make me real? Yes, yes, because, because the thing is, is that art, art changes things. Art is real. It is real. It doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter if you can, it doesn't have to just be physical. People can, people can feel things and they can, they can change through the ephemeral as well. And, and and that 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 is true. That is that is proven to be true. I, I know that's true. It is. But but I I really I really wanted you to be real too. I know you did. Is, but is, I know there was a part of you that wasn't okay with it. I mean that's why you've never given the child a face. No, or a name. No. I don't know why. Perhaps it's best not to dwell on it. Is this... Is this you saying goodbye? I'm, I, I mean, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't see how this is going to work anymore. Now. You honestly think that this is the end of it? You think that this is how easy it is to... There's no way you're going to forget who I am. No. Little brother. No. I'm always going to be there. Yes. Every one of us is always going to be there. Yes. Whether you realise we're true or not, or whether or not you kind of cling to us the way you did. I mean, that's going to come and go. It's going to change. But it's not going to be the last time you see me or hear me. Good. Although... This is the first time you've ever actually given me a face. Well, I suppose we tended to conduct our relationship on the phone. It was all about your voice. You know. In the hospital. I mean, that was a nice touch to explain why we never met. Yes. It's quite clever, really. Mm. But, artist. 
I always wanted to be an artist. I know. I mean, it's why you took the steps you did. I mean, for what it's worth, coming from someone that you created. I thought your art assignment was enough. It wasn't enough, not for him. He's gone now. Yes. Yes, he is. So, does his opinion mean as much to you now that he's not here? Can someone without a physical presence mean anything to you? I mean, yes. And, and, and obviously, in, in the context of what we're talking about, it should, but... But I don't know, he, he was so there, he was so like, like, I mean, if you'll excuse the inappropriate example, like the sun, he was, and suddenly he isn't, you know, and, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of left blinking in the dark. I, I don't, he'll always be important to me, but he's gone. I don't, I don't know if, maybe I'm not a good enough artist to make him, you know. Your father disagrees. My father? Art is subjective. Just because you can't put a paintbrush to a canvas the way that you want it to doesn't mean you're not an artist. I always thought father didn't really approve of me being an artist. Not that father. The one that you won't name. Oh. Oh, I see. Gets muddled sometimes. He knows. Well... I don't know. Maybe now Edmund's gone, it, it will be enough. I don't know. I just don't know. You feel her hand on your shoulder. And it grips. And then when you reach up to put your hand on it, there's nothing there. You turn and look and she's not there. That felt real. Well, I'll keep my own hand on my shoulder for a little bit for comfort. Okay. Meanwhile. I'm just burning people for comfort. <laughs> the torture is unhurried and it progresses at a pace which would suggest that the light of the sun is not something that Plucky Jake is worried about. Even as the lethargy begins kicking in, he's still taking his time. And even though you notice that he is more lethargic, he seems content with what he's doing. Until finally, as you are beginning to feel as though you've, you know, considerably inebriated where everything you're doing is a conscious effort, he lifts up the absolutely decimated body of Alexander and puts it back in the box and reseals it. He does not remove the handcuffs and puts him back in there. I just gesture with a stake just to... Sort of... He takes it and you hear the... <laughs> as he drives it through the, web, the ribs. With such force, actually, that you hear the 
of the wood as it begins denting on the outside. This is mine. The the real the decoy or the burner. The special one. Oh shit. Is it, is it a call? Is it, a, is it, it should be a message. It's a call. It's a call, okay. Do I recognize the number? It's a payphone number. Yeah, yeah, do what you need to. Hello? Be back here tomorrow night. Now get the fuck out of the office. You just do that. You just go out the way I came, try to get to the ground floor, and what time of the evening it is? Uh, now it's about five o'clock in the morning. So I have less than an hour to get home. Yeah. Just running late. You're in the elevator. Actually, it's about half four by the time they're done. Sorry? It's about half four by the time you're done. So you got an hour and a half. Okay, an hour and a half. I just get out the same way I came in. Okay. But in the elevator. Okay. Like before going out. Oh you no, can hear kind I, of. I'll, I'll go down the stairs. You can hear. Um, Hello? Almost fevered breathing. Hello? I don't know what to do. Who is it? Sounds like Susan. Like Susan. Susan, are you okay? I don't know who you are. I'm a friend. She needs you. Where are you? Home. Her home. Her first house? Yeah. That was smart. Um, is she okay? I don't know. How far away am I? You're not gonna make it there. Go to this address. <clears throat> Take her with you. You'll be able to hold up there. No one will look for you there. Place will be open. Okay. And I give her the address of my condo. And I go myself ahead of them to make sure that the security systems are, are online and that no one is following them. And even if they're following them, we have a escape route, everything. Okay. So you head back to your place. Yeah. And by the time you get into the door, you're practically falling over yourself. And you manage to key in with considerable effort, the codes. Mm -hmm. And then where are you falling asleep? Um, I'm going to my room, the one that is 100% blacked out. Uh, before that, what I do is I grab one of my recorders that what the you know normal the, with a mini cassette voice recorders. Now you say, feel free to stay here for the day. I'll be back in the evening. Anything you need, you can find in the drawers. And I just put it there. I, with as much of effort I can, I scribble "play me" in a post in a post-it. I put it in, and I just go into my room and lock it, and then it just slumps okay. over. Like, proper locket, key, even in, inside. Jim. 
What did you roll for your fear frenzy? Uh, was it two? Yeah. I know, no, sorry, for the fear frenzy. No, for the fear frenzy. No, frenzy, no frenzy, I didn't roll for, for, for the frenzy. No, no, oh, you, you had to make a failed. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he had no willpower. Your mind goes blank. Which is perhaps, in hindsight, a relief. But the moment you make contact with the ground, the sheer proximity of the flames is what sets you off. Plus the fact that part of your body is still burning. And the way that you thrash on the ground, although you're not fully aware of it, is so violent and vigorous, not only do you dent the bins that are close by and send debris scattering all over the alleyway, you also rip open most of your clothing from the sheer force behind your tumbling back and forth. And then when you pick yourself up, you run a complete bloody mess away from the alleyway, down the street, shouldering past onlookers who are staring at the burning building, snarling as you throw people from their feet in your desperation to get away. Everything else is a blur. By the time you begin to gain control, you feel immensely heavy. And then when you do fall asleep, it's in a place you don't know. I need everyone. Mouse checks. Through all rouse checks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hunger one for important conversations with little people. Yeah, one. Ow. One. check. You're gonna heal. heal. It says something about your way of life, you know. I only go to hunger too. I'm okay. actually quite lucky. That was quite lucky. Super lucky. One Some day. might say disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When you wake up, Jim, you are surrounded by construction buildings. You are in construction lot, and the thing that's been sheltering you from the sun barely is the cover of the trailer that you have dug your way underneath. Your hands are bloodied. The left and right side of your form, including the side of your face, are burnt to the degree of third degree burns or worse. There was fleeting contact with flames, but when it comes to fire, the kindred body, you are fucked up. And to say you are a masquerade breach is putting it lightly. You could hide what happened to you last time with a scarf or similar. You are fucked. You can hear footsteps around the construction yard, but there's only one or two. You can hear machinery suggesting people are still at work. But you are very much otherwise on your own. And the beast, for its own sake, is satiated. 
you know you've healed because you feel hungrier. And there is a numbness about some of the wounds, which in the past has suggested to you that there used to be an injury there that has healed. And you can tell by the red marking around your flesh, just like brand new skin. And if that's what you're like, partially healed, you hesitate to think what you were like last night. What are you doing? I'm going to pull out the old Nokia phone, because those old things are fucking indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> those old things are fucking indestructible. Well, have, you, have you tried? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, so that I feel guilt-free, roll three black dice for me. Mm-hmm. Actually, three red dice. Let's make this interesting. If you get a skull, it's broke. Those damn Nokia are indestructible! So, Nokia phone, slightly singed, (laughs) is still operational. (laughs) And by singed, I mean the part of the screen is like blacked at a corner. Maybe the key is a little bit, but it's it's, it's, okay. Just Just so you know, this isn't a kind of promotion for Nokia. We're not saying, get a phone, it's indestructible. Um, That's a relief. Got Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you need in a crisis? If there's a problem, and no one else can help, then you can find him. Anyway, sorry. You are not the A team. You are not the B team. You're not even the S team, let's face it. (coughs) Your eyes, which are already open, flicker over towards the phone on your night side. The place where the baby previously was, and now your phone just sits. Do I recognise the number? Yeah. Is it his? Hello? Hi. Um, I could use some help. His voice sounds extru... Wow, it takes you a moment to place that it is, Jim. Okay. Because his throat is fucked. Where, where are you? I'm in some sort of construction site. Alright, which one? I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, Alright, um, what's, what's the last thing you remember? Cross hands exploding. Alright, um... Where, where are you? I mean, is there any way to identify? Wait, if, if you have a look in your immediate, you know, area, is there anything? Where, are, if I do find this place, where I can find you? I'll have a look around. Intelligence plus streetwise. Add a minus one penalty unless you're willing to venture out from where you are. Uh, not yet. Not quite yet. Yeah, so minus one. One. I'm in Manchester. You don't know where it is. <laughs> You know that roughly you've. This is the other side of London. Um, about the other side of London, the Ross Hands. Alright. Um, I will. Uh, obviously, I'm going to have to work out where you might be and then come oh. find you. So just stay where you are. Yeah. And, um, and obviously, um, and, uh, I'll keep my phone handy. And a little warning. Um, all right, I'll 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 brace myself. Thank thank you for the warning, Jim. Yeah, welcome. And it, it should, is there anyone else that needs to know or, or call or should I just come uh, directly? If you, if you focus on getting me out of here, because I'm. Uh, all right, yeah. all right. Yes. Cool. Um. And 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 uh, okay. And, and you, are you in any immediate danger? I mean, are there are there you know things, people, whatever? Right here, a few construction workers around. All right. Oh yes, that's fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. 
go out to um, the main bit of the flat. Is Amelia around? Uh, Amelia's not. Okay. But then again, that's not unusual for you. She normally goes out early to try and sort affairs before, before you arise. Yeah. And then tends to be contactable at the same number whenever you okay. buzz her, and then she'll be... I'm going to have a look at the paintings, which of course are now, well, I assume are the normal-looking paintings. Normal-looking paintings. But nevertheless, my eyes will linger on the third, and I will phone Moses. Bzzzt. Does this wake me up, or am I already awake? This would be happening after you've gone up. As you are getting up and stirring, but before you leave your room. With a mask of a thousand faces. Okay. Um. Just open and go out. Just gonna go out? Yeah. Okay. Are you. So you're not answering your phone? Um. Who is it? Ben. Hello, Ben. Are you alright? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I spent uh, the night at mines. Why? Where are you? I, I'm fine, and I just wanted to make sure you're alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason so I nothing's didn't happened yet. No, no. The reason I didn't oh, go good. back to the the cross hands after my clan business is because I wasn't nearby, so I, I came to my place. All right. Um, I I've got to um attend to some things, but um, you you stay safe, all right? And if you need anything, you just call me. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. I'm 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 gonna be taking care of some personal matters, but I'll be contactable. So. All right, and um. Yes, good. But if you if you see anything dangerous, you, you just let me know. And you stay safe. Did you see anything else? Fire. I saw I saw flames. It's fine, it's fine. I think you're obviously fine now. Just keep an eye out. Just take out my seatbelt <laughs> out of my bag uh, out of my pocket just because he said fire, I just put my seatbelt on my room. Okay, I'll I'll stay safe. Alright. Cheers. Uh, and then I'll basically be trying to find out where there are construction sites in the city that might be on the opposite end of the city to the crossed hands and then from there I will no doubt start driving to construction sites. Okay. <laughs> so are you trying to do this quickly or are you just going to go from one to the other? As in, am I going to, as in work out which one yeah. it is quickly? Basically, do you want to make a check or do you just want to go from one to the other? Uh, I'd like to make a check because I think Benjamin wants to try and narrow it down for a place to start, yeah, sure. even if he ultimately ends up so going through the wits plus streetwise. My favourite pool. <laughs> okay. Because he hasn't said anything specific about it that would have been no, an investigation, no. so... <coughs> uh, one! Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not difficult to kind of pick out where it is, based on, like... He's... What specifically did you say to him? The other side of London, which is... Okay. The other so, side I mean, of the crossed hands, construction The side of the Dutchin, there's probably two that you could go to. Unfortunately, one of them is on the north of London, the other one is on the southwest. Which one do I think is easiest for me to get to first? Southwest. Get to that one first. Okay. Alright, so you're heading there? Yeah. Okay. Moses. Yes, Open the door and check the house. Okay, the moment you open the door, you see the movement. Susan is there. She has her hand in her pocket. The moment she sees you, she turns her back and takes a step back. 
and you can hear from the sofa um, that's hidden from you um, breathing. I'm a friend. Allow me to explain. And I just walk to to the office and I let her see what I'm doing. And I go to one of my cabinets, where I, which I <coughs> unlock. Is that from the couch? I open one of the drawers and I get Lucy's case file. And I open it in the counter, in the kitchen counter for her. So you, I'm sure you remember Steve. And I pull uh, the file with a picture of... She stays close to the sofa, but she looks from one to the other. <coughs> it was discovered in an investigation. Steve had approached your half-sister through something called... Uh, in the shadows, the grooming ring. They target vulnerable children or children with vulnerable guardians. You would know your sister was a known alcoholic and drug addict. So this Steve targeted her until one night he was left to be alone with Lucy. That's the night I met Lucy. And the reason nothing happened to her is because I am the one who threw Steve down the stairs. Why were you in her room? You might want to sit down. And I just circle around so I can be in the chairs that are in front of my couch so I am in full view potentially Lucy? Lucy is there. She has bags under her eyes, which suggests she hasn't slept. She's breathing, not necessarily heavily, but every now and again she's coughing. And she looks extremely thin. I go around. Hey there, girl. How are you doing? You know who Moses? It's me. You're uglier than Moses. I know, but I, I'm not allowed to show <coughs> my face to Susan. Why? It's the rules. You know the rules. We don't challenge the rules. Okay. How are you feeling? Tired. You want to sleep a little longer, and then Susan and I can figure out how to get you better? No. No? Because I, I got Foggy's old room. I want to stay up for a bit. Okay. So I sit down, and this is where I without going into any detail at all talk to <coughs> mainly because 
Lucy is here. So I make it abundantly clear to to Susan that it's because the girl is around that I'm not going to go into the detail that I need to. But about how the grooming ring deal with... Uh, um, Lucy does fall asleep. Sorry? Lucy does fall asleep. Okay. Um, how the... But she the, keeps flitting in and out of consciousness. That, that, that's starting to worry me. Um, I tell her how the, the grooming ring has been dealing with human trafficking, child abuse, actually made a business out of it, and people like yours truly who have suffered abuse. Let's say that some of us cannot stand by the sidelines while it happens. So what happened to Steve was me staking him out. But what happened afterwards, once he went to jail, are the efforts of one good man, one who will not stand by the sidelines, but use the law as well. You might know his name. He's the one who granted you guardianship of Lucy. Alan Burr. No, so in the pickle we're in now, get him. I will fund it. I will pay for it. Anything he needs to be paid. I tell them where they are and they'll take Lucy from me. Yes. But if you don't, God will take Lucy for you, from you. And also from me. She's the only person who I have has, who I have shown myself to. The only person. And at the beginning, I thought hey, it's okay. She's a uh, four-year-old, not a problem. It's been three years. I've not been able to get rid of the little girl because I care for her because of how close I got to see her being and feeling helpless. Charisma plus persuasion. I rouse. I will willpower. Oh. <coughs> oh, I cannot willpower red dice. That is two successes. <coughs> and I go hungry. Now what's wrong with Lucy? She has a tumor in the lung. misdiagnosed oh, and by the time we found out about it metastasis she's very far along take my phone Send a text 
too sexy bro get me a meeting now please Moses okay let's see what I can do there is this group of I think the word you use in here is physicians, I guess. Um, they're <coughs> south of London, Camberwell area, King's College Hospital. Well, actually, there's two hospitals there. I'll see what I can do and try to get a pediatric oncologist to treat her or at least to check on her tonight if possible no questions asked if Susan if she is allowed in and if these people are willing to do me a favor then I will ask you to contact Alan Burr and while they take care of Lucy let Alan Burr take care of you take her away from me no she needs you she needs you Susan you're the only thing she has. You're the only one she has. Every other person that has meant anything for that little girl has been taken away from her. Every single one. And I have promised her that I will not be gone. And trust me, the last few nights, I've struggled to keep that promise. Because my life is not my own when you're in this line of business. I cannot provide her with the life she deserves even if I manage to get her healed it's your drive Susan the one that m makes me stay and stand watch over the two of you the man who broke up in broke into your house the arsonist it was me and my people who stopped him that incident that you had you were not crazy. Someone is playing with your head. Because Lucy knew too much of the smuggling ring that they had on people. They are trying to get to you so you do this and break. Don't you break. Don't quit up on me. Don't quit up on her. You know now that I exist and I think it should not go without saying, you'll take that to your grave as well. I do not exist. But as long as you keep that secret, you have someone to fall back to. You have someone that has your corner. No matter what, no matter when, no matter where, you have to keep doing what you're doing. You have to be with her. You have to protect her. 
You have to guard her like you have. I'll get you all the help you need. And that girl still represents the innocence that was taken from me and you both. Because I also know your story. She is worth the sacrifice. Let's fucking make that sacrifice. She puts down the knife that she'd been holding and goes and sits under Lucy, who stirs as she nears. And then she picks her up and cradles her. And it's in contrast to Susan. Now you see how small she's gotten. She was small anyway. But it's like she hasn't been fed for a while. But knowing Susan, you know that she has. No, it's absolutely. And Lucy wakes for a moment, sees that Susan smiles, and then falls asleep again. And that's how you leave. I start making every single arrangement. Bzzzed. Important or not? Critical. One hour. Done. And during that hour, I get every single piece, like every everything that I need get need to get sorted, financials, finances wise, for Alan Burr because mm. he's representing my company. Yeah. I don't want my company being connected to the funds that uh, Susan's gonna have. Okay. But so Alan Burr's receives them from the anonymous donations he's been receiving for the task force he wants to do for against human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So he'll do the math, but the math is going to be away from Noah Miller and my mask. Mm-hmm. She's just going to know somebody's up there. Probably like it's just, I'm just going to call a taxi, make it simple and start writing on, on the computer, everything I need. Um, instructions in case like put up again if i don't log in in the next seven days throw it out roll it out completely um things that i need for alan burr and um and a letter to alice okay that's it i just get on the cab and go immediately You drive over towards the construction site Mm -hmm. and you survey as best you can without going there. There's not much activity there, but there is some. And there is no sign of Jim, unless he's hiding particularly well. Yeah. um, There is no sign of Jim. And you're trying to wonder whether or not, whether or not Jim is there Mm. and hiding and you just can't see him Mm. or whether or not you've gone to the wrong place. Yes. What do you want to do? Um... Well, I will try phoning Jim at this point. Ah, Super Nokia to the rescue. Puts this to his ear, breaks. Never <laughs> <laughs> oh, made the damage to the ear. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm I'm at one of the places where I'm hoping you are. Um, it's this one or a different one. Right. Can. Uh, can you see a orange crane with the initials AFD on the side, or whatever I can see? I will see if I can 
Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you later. Oh, shit. And you begin making your way to the other side. <laughs> um, <laughs> quite a leisurely drive for you. Um, I mean, you're still in a mildly somber mood. Um, hmm. I mean, your exterior mood is, you know, entirely up to you. But there is an, a somber yeah. kind of undertone that you can't seem to shift. Mm. Um, and, bef- you know, perhaps a little longer than Jim would like, um, you manage to pull up towards the construction yard. The so other I'll, one that you were looking at, the I'll, one north. Yeah. I'll look for another large crane or object that will be easily visible or prominent a building or something and I'll call Jim back with with that. So I'll call see. Oh, oh, can, can you see it? It's got a it's got quite a distinct roof. Yep, there's the one. Then I'm in the right place. Um right. whereabouts are you? I'll say where I am at this point. Oh middle area of the construction yard where the where the yeah. actual uh trailer is where oh, they do all the yeah okay. he's not in the trailer he's under it oh okay okay um so I'll... <laughs> he dug his way under he... okay got it got it got it okay well i'll drive somewhere as without being like my car looking really weird i'll drive as near as i feel i can get and then i'll walk the rest of the way Okay. I think during which time I'll have looked over myself to see what animal trail I've gotten as course frenzy. Okay. Your animal trait. No, you realise that the reason why your feet feel strange. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds funny. It it sounds horrible. Is that your knees are backwards. <sighs> See, I told you something before I find. The dot that's reduced. Hmm. Could be either one. It's dexterity. Thought so. Because there's no way in hell you could justify being as coordinated on your feet when your legs are bowed. Yeah. Like deer legs. Yeah. Bending the other way. Or even dog legs. Or I mean, dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quadruped hind legs. So, how are you two going to reconnect with one another? There are still people on the construction yard. Okay, so... It ha- is brightly lit because obviously safety reasons, so fl- there are floodlights. Okay. Do the floodlights, is the coverage of them excellent? Or are there areas yeah, where they don't Yeah, because cover? it yeah. would need to be to yeah, meet standard. Have to. Okay. Um, am I able to push my hearing without pushing my vision in heightened senses or is it in all or not? I'll let you make a check. What kind of check would you like me to make? We'll say wits plus awareness plus all specs but if you fail then I won't actually minus your specs. Okay so wits plus awareness my eye. Interesting yeah. Uh, Wits awareness. Yeah it would have to be something like that because it's all perception rolls Mm. so uh, three successes. Okay. Mm. It takes you a moment, and there is a brief moment where the flood of the lights kind of makes you turn away, 
but you do manage to, after a moment, kind of settle it, keep your eyes shut. And although you can feel like, it's like when someone's shining a light when you got them shut, it's like bright, but you manage to shut it out and you put okay. your hair in. So I will activate Silence of Death, because I know roughly the building or the area that Jim is in. Mm. And then what I will do is I will, I guess like any good stealth game, identify where people are by the noises that they're making, mm -hmm. and then, obviously because I'm silent, move quickly from one place to another and try and get to Jim. Okay. Alright, uh, so we will say... Dex plus stealth. stealth. Oh, no, we'll say... S strength plus stealth, however... Because you're moving quickly, you're not moving silently. De uh, strength plus stealth, but you can add your obfuscate dots as well. Okay. Yeah, so you're, you're dashing for it? Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. Uh, well, that's uh, three successes. Okay. It's quite surprising. So you form. dart from one place to the other, and you are uncomfortably aware that you are illuminated by mm. the fluorescent lights. Fluorescent lights? The floodlights, as you're making your way over towards this trailer. And Jim, you can hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're glancing out, trying to look around yeah. and see where he comes, you can see, you know, Benjamin style boots just appear at the side or shoes uh, at the side of the trailer um, and as you're looking around you can see a not quite so subtle hole that's been dug okay um, on the side so I will listen out are there any construction workers who seem very close at this point is there anyone like really close to where we are that might overhear us if we if we're whispering no okay so in that case I will let silence of death drop mm -hmm. and I will crouch I won't actually stick my head on there but I'll crouch down <laughs> and say um, I'm here. Please tell me you brought a blanket. Did you lower Silence of Death? Yes. Okay. Otherwise it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so you didn't mention to bring a blanket. Uh, my bad then. Alright. I'm safe for me to come out. So, um, there are still lots of people here and it's yeah. really exceptionally well lit for this time of night. Uh, shit. Getting out is going to be difficult. Bring it round! But I suppose you could... How bad are you? I'm fucked up. Do I think he could come out from the trailer without being seen immediately? It would be a matter of timing. Okay. Um, Unless you want to wait until people have gone home. But you're not sure how long that'll be. I might... Um, I'll say, I'll say, um, if, will you be able to, um, to run if need be? Not as fast as I'd usually be able to. Alright. If, I'll wait a little, if there's a, a chance, I'll let you, I'll give you a signal. And if there isn't, I'm going to have to come back when they've gone, alright? Alright. I, I get the impression that you being seen is the absolute worst case here. Oh, yes, you all do. Alright. You're... you're... Yeah, that's why I gave you the warning. You can hear footsteps. Okay, well I will reactivate Silence of Death and I'm going to move so, so that to put maybe the, tra the trailer between me and the footsteps. Okay, so you dart around the side and you see um, two guys walking across, one of which has um, tools that he's got clutched underneath and the other one's moving with a wheelbarrow and they start making their way across, cutting straight away from where you currently are. They're talking and every now and again he one of them turns to look at the other one and you have to push yourself yeah. right further back against the trailer to ensure that you're not seen. I mean, Benjamin's risk assessment, because he always goes on the side of safety, is suggesting that this is going to be really difficult to get Jim out in this current situation. Yes. 
So I'm going to come back when they've gone. Okay. Because then it will just be just, I mean, why? Why okay. would, well, I can't think of any reason why Benjamin would say, hey, let's have a crazy escape. The... Let's have a crazy madcap adventure. Exactly. You come to the wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the... I'm just going to either find a, a place to hide here if I think that is less risky or go back out to the car. And yeah, wait that's there. probably better. Then I will do that. Okay. And I will, I will wait. Okay. So. Oops. <laughs> okay. So. We'll cut back away from you. Sure. Moses, the taxi takes you towards the hospital. Oh, um, I feed the puppy. Okay. And while we wait... The puppy's still in the condo. My puppy's in my condo, yeah. yeah. Uh, Unless it has like a bow tie now or something, then... Whatever you want it to have. <laughs> well, no, it depends on, on, on Lucy, really, but if she's been really ill... The then... thing is, it's quite a... If anything, it's a big kind of hard hitter just how weak she is in the fact that the puppy's there and it's licking her hands and she's looking at it, it's smiling but there's no other reaction okay. from her. As long as, long as that, yeah, just put them together so the puppy just is, is, is with her. Put a little bit of food for the, for the puppy. Add a line for the puppy in the letter just in case something happens to me. Someone comes and take care, takes care of the puppy. Harry Noss. Sorry? <laughs> Might want to reword that. Harry Noss will be like, right, got it. <laughs> yeah, Taking yeah. Taking care he, of the puppy. He's supposed to be dead. Okay. Supposed to. Can't just let me have my moment, can you? <laughs> so. Where's that bloody drink gets in? Take oh, care of the puppy. puppy. All right. <laughs> 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 um, so. For you, Moses. Um, sorry. I go. <laughs> I go. I get on the. Uh, I get on the taxi. Okay. Drive. Oh well. Takes you over towards the hospital. And then parks up in the front. No, I told them to park whatever we're supposed to mean. I when when I just text back Oh they just said they didn't friend. give you a location, they just said I just like hour. which entry. Same as before. No, it's just underground. Oh, same as before around. Okay. That's what I tell I, I tell the guy to drop us. Not in the front gate, but on the side that we're... Okay, so he drives around, stops. Takes out his hand for payment. Yeah. Just pay, thank you very much. Grab the girl, start walking with um, my, you know, my satchel, the girl, and, and Susan. And I walk all the way to that same entrance. Okay. Do I see the, the game of lights again? So have you taken Lucy with you? Yes. Okay. So you're carrying Lucy? See. Si. Yeah, sorry, yes. And then... She's largely out of it at this point, as you're taking her. Um, every now and again she does wake up and glance around, kind of out of interest, and then once or twice she'll walk just kind of staring, without questioning, but just staring where you go, and then she'll just go fall asleep again. 
and you make your way over towards the rear and you know this is the door you're supposed to go through because whereas the other lights are dimmed this one's flashing <laughs> and then as soon as you step through it the light goes off and then you step through mm-hmm. and as before there are lights illuminating the way towards an elevator I tell <coughs> Susan to wait for me outside just as I, I'm gonna, I'm about to go it's like I just spin her the most believable lie. It goes without saying this is not necessarily legal. Sure. Roll manipulation plus subterfuge. Okay. And I rouse. He's one hell of a liar. Whoa, he really is. Seven successes, critical win. She stays fucking put. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the most believable lie. Um, it goes without saying this is not precisely legal. These guys are not going to notify any authorities and they're going to look into what she has. And I hand her uh, my burner. Just change the chip. You should get Alan Burr. He's there in the directory, in the address book. Get Alan Burr. Do not mention my name. Mention the case. She strokes out uh, Lucy's hair and then steps back. Kind of ripping herself in in a way to kind of steady herself as it was as she watches you step off into the building. Just let him know that Lucy was indirectly related with somebody from that ring, from that human trafficking ring, and ask for help because they have been messing with you. And I just go in with the girl. So you step into the elevator and you look up towards the dial. But rather than go up, it goes down. And then when the doors open, there is a black corridor with lights going off towards the right. And every time you step past a light, it flicks off until one is illuminated above a door, which says morgue. I open the door. You open the door and there are two tables. One is clear. The other one is occupied by a body which is in the middle of being dissected by a single person who is stood there with gloves and a mask and he has a doctor's headpiece and small round glasses and the moment that you open the door he stops and looks at you and even through the mask you can see the slight bunches of a smile that's on his face hello Moses good evening I understand this was an important It is. And who is this? An innocent in need of help. If she's in need of help, can I know her name? Lucy. Lucy Crown. Is that her actual name? Yes, it is. Please, make her comfortable. And he gestures towards the free bench. I put her there, take off my own hoodie, 
and cover her or use it as a pillow, however I see that I can make her comfortable. She is not dead. Yet. More pessimistic than I thought you'd be. He begins taking the gloves off. She was misdiagnosed. <coughs> she has a lung tumor. That is most unfortunate. From what I heard, it has metastasized and is beyond control. Very unfortunate. Beyond mundane control. I see. If you would... There's a bar on the door. I'm not expecting to be interrupted. But this is... To ensure that you stay for the duration. Will it take long? Depends on you. The door, please. And just go to the door. You push it in place. And then you feel it set. And as you kind of slightly tug it back, you realise it's not moving. Cool. Take a seat, please. And there's a seat next to her bench. Are you going to name your price? This depends entirely on what you want me to achieve to cure her. Preferably, yes. Ideally, just to heal her. Let her have the happy life she deserves. She's been harassed, victim of abuse that I managed to stop. She's been through she had to live through the death of her mother and the constant harassment of her that her guardian has been subject to even to the point of having her mental health questioned. So now this poor little girl is on the brink of not only dying, but even if she's healthy, losing everything again. I'm trying to make sure that everything that is mundane is on the up and up. But some things, a lot of things are beyond me. All I have is good intentions. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's not enough. So stipulate for me exactly what you wish. I wish her healed. I wish her healthy. I, I want you to save her life. I believe I can do that. I have two things I wish from you. One, to ensure that the other occurs. First of all, your blood which will ensure that you deliver to me what I need. Katia. I wish to have Katia Stern. You wish to have a conversation? No. With Katia Stern? Consider this a life for a life. Will this I... is the price you will have to pay. I will... Don't get me wrong. I will willingly trade any life, including mine, for hers. I'm just thinking. Is Katya the real person you, the, the person you really want out of her bloodline, out of her clansmates? Or do you want someone 
stronger. Like her sire, the one who created her. Probably only have Katya's name because Needles told you. I'm just spinning tails. There is one other name that Needles has mentioned, which mm -hmm. will be sufficient. Katya Stern or Sabine Wick. When you can have Oliver Whitlock. I have no interest in Oliver Whitlock. I certainly cannot deliver Sabine Wick. Katya Stern is your only option then. Because she sits at the height of her clan. At the highest of echelons. With Katya. Oliver Whitlock, however. I have no interest in Oliver Whitlock. He is still someone... I have no interest in Oliver Whitlock. Can I be curious and ask what's your interest in Katya or Sabine? I have learned specific things about these two individuals. From Needles. Okay. My interest is with them and them alone. This is not for negotiation. If you wish me to save the child, these are my terms. Okay. I'll see which one I can bring. One of them would need to be delivered. Yeah, yeah. I just have to figure out which one is less Within a month. to get me killed. Jesus. If they are not delivered within this time, then not only will my work become undone, it will become increasingly painful for her until she passes. And then when she does pass, she will be mine. These are the terms of you breaking the contract. Is this agreeable to you, Moses? No, but I accept. That is sufficient. First, your blood. With one condition. I get my blood back the moment I deliver Sabine or Katya. And you do nothing with it unless I don't deliver. This is agreeable. I just look for a vial, bite my own arm, squeeze out. And truly enough, I go hungry. And I ask for the nearest blood bank for when he finishes. I'm gonna be feeling a little peckish. If it's blood you require, I can provide. Thanks. And I already, you know, here. And I just, I'm just sitting there waiting for him to fix Lucy, for him to fix Lucy, that's. Then you can give me blood later, but fix her. Takes the blood. And he goes and opens a, one of the morgue doors, puts it in, closes the door, opens the door and it's gone. He nods and then closes it. I ask that you remain silent. She may react. Do not touch her. Do not speak. Do not move. 
this will not be pleasant for her. Do you understand? Will she remember the pain? Yes. But she will be alive to remember it. That suddenly doesn't bring me much comfort. Maybe her reacting to your voice after the fact will. Hell, shut up. I go to a corner, sit, obfuscate one, so that even if she moves around and thrashes, doesn't see me. And I just hide in the shadows. Okay. You've never heard Lucy in pain. By the end of the night, you feel like it's the only thing you will ever hear. Because it sounds as though something is being removed from in her. And although he never touches her, and although his hand just goes over her, every now and again he stops over a specific point and just clenches his fists very slowly. And the moment he does, her body thrashes. And then when he opens his hand and drops it, there is a black mucus which drops out of his hand. A black fleshy mucus. And then he moves back and he does it again. And this continues for a good 20 minutes. And she doesn't stop shouting or screaming throughout. And you're not even sure if she's unconscious. But finally, sweat covered and barely sensible, she collapses onto the metal plate and he drops the last mucus and then moves over towards the sink and begins washing his hands off. Just approach him with any towel or paper towels that I find around. Takes the power towels and begins wiping off. She will be extremely frail for a couple of days. She will remember the pain, as I promised. But it will be as though it were a terrible nightmare. Likely a recurring one for the rest of her life, however... At least that life is now substantially longer. This is my part of the bargain. A month from the minute of now, and he points to the clock, and 
I'm going to set a time. Yeah, it should be mm -hmm. fairly early, right? Yes. So. It should be like, what, an hour and a half after we rouse? Yes. So. Da -da -da. Just working it out. Thanks again. Tell me about it. So, 19th of September, 1942 hours. Hmm? This is the deadline. <laughs> Better write that down. 1909. 19 hours and 42 minutes. Provided your terms are met, I will return the blood to you, untempered, untouched, unused. And she will continue as she is until the last breath, taken completely without my touching. Without my meddling. I trust I do not need to restate the terms if you fail. Can she recover in the hospital with specialists? Recover what? There's nothing left to recover. I see. Is she, again, you know, rosy? Is she, is she looking better? She looks like she's just been through fucking hell. As I said, she is weak. But she is without the tumor. She is without the malignancy. And better yet, her lungs are stronger than ever. Okay. So no, she may not stay in my hospital. Understood. It's not that I wanted to leave her here much longer, if I'm honest. No offense. None taken. Grab the girl. Turn around and see the door with the bar. It's like... Is that going to open now? It will open for you now. Thanks. And I just go to the door, open it. You, The outside. moment you touch it, it starts sliding, whereas before it wouldn't move. Mm. And it slides open. And then you shoulder your way out. Walk all the way out. Okay. You wait until about one o'clock in the morning until people finally leave. And you're only really well aware of the fact that they've left because the lights finally go out. Mm. What are you doing? When, uh, so I think Benjamin will be waiting on the kind of the side of caution when the lights have gone out, he'll probably use heightened senses and just have a last kind of look and a listen around the site. Um, now, if he has a blanket in his car, which I could imagine, if only, you know, a panic blanket, if nothing else, um, that he'll take it. If well-used panic blanket. 
you know. <laughs> um, yeah, then he'll make his way back to where Jim was. He's not rushing. He's trying to make sure more that he's not observed or he doesn't bump into someone who's like had to rush back because they forgot something and that kind of business. So he'll take it slow and steady until he gets back to where Jim is or something dramatic happens. Okay. So. When Jim emerges, true to his word, he's a mess. He's covered in third degree burns, I think it, or the I think equivalent I of. I think it was just I'm going to wrap myself up in the blanket as much as possible before coming out. Save his shop a little. <laughs> and you only really notice the legs when he starts moving in a very peculiar way. And as you look down, his knees are bucking backwards. So I'm assuming I can ascertain that he's burnt and his legs are operating weirdly at least, but not the full extent of it. I mean, most of his clothes are burnt off. I'm not going to say anything until we're back at the car. Okay. I'll just beckon for him to follow and I'll, again, be watching out for people, moving carefully until we get back to the car. Okay. Fortunately, at this time, around this construction yard, there's not really a lot of reason for people to come this way. Cool. Construction yard is pretty much on the edges of London. Uh, Most people at this time will be in centre or close to an establishment of some type. I'll open the back door for the car. I'll climb in. To give him options Open for it. laying down if he needs to. Mm -hmm. I'll help him if he looks like he needs it, but I won't interfere too much. Then get into the car. Probably lean. Put on my seatbelt. Lean back in the in the back seat. I won't start the car yet though. What happened? Whitman and Dan Fisher. Together. They attacked you. They blew up the cross hands. Oh. We're oh. going to need Moses. And I think a lot more. If what I suspect is right. What about Mrs. Morofsky? And the guests staying there? I don't know. Was Katia there? No. Was Moses there? No. If there were anyone else in that building, what I hope, the explosion got both of bastards. But I don't know when anyone else in the building when was there a chance. Where do you want me to take you? Cross hands was the only, home, only place I had residence. So, I don't know. Alright. Thank you. Let me call Moses and uh, see what he has to say. So I will phone Moses. This is six hours in the future for Moses. Yeah. So this is about the time where I am most likely back with Plucky Jake because I don't want to make it look like I am. Yeah. 
missing my duties. So that's why I wanted to just... Wow. Well, given the kind of um, what can happen nature of things, um, you don't get anyone. Okay. So he basically just doesn't. doesn't yeah. For whatever reason, he doesn't answer. So if that's worrying, he's not picking up. Mm. I didn't try and call him. I'm glad my phone survived. I'll turn and have a kind of look at Jim in the back. Do you really want to see? I've seen a lot of things now, Jim. It's going to take more than your oh. destroyed body to scare me now. Fire's a bastard. You know, he would have wanted me to paint you like this. Edmund? Yes. Oh, for God's sake. But I don't want to paint you like this. What would you like to paint me like? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm. What, what's happened to your legs? I remember that task. Yes. Some sort of effect. It affects my client differently each time. Darren Fitcher is a criminal, and, and, Richard Whitman is a police officer. Hopefully they're ex, both of those now. Well. That would be at least a little bit of silver lining. They blew up the crossed hands. I barely got out. They, they, they set it on fire. They, they set it on fire to. They set explosives. What? Yep. Because they knew it was... They tracked it down to one of Coterie having killed his daughter. Wait, what did you say? Moses killed his daughter. Why? You've never been that hungry, have you? I have been quite hungry. Exactly. Oh, what happened? If yes. you hold back too long, is you will kill. And no matter how hard you try, there is going to come a time where you will. Yes. Yes, I understand. And I hate it. Yes. It's... It's wrong. It is wrong, and... The most wrong thing about it is the, how you feel yes. when there's a corpse in your arms and you cannot hear the beast. That's something I hope you never have to experience, but you will, I'm sure you will at some point. I, I don't think you can protect me from this, Jim. I think it's too late. Let's um, let's get away from here, mm. and I want to know. It sounds like no one could have escaped, but I want to know what happened to Mrs. Morovsky and and the others. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll... We should find a place to put you that's safe. Or at least... Okay, I'm gonna start driving. Okay. But I'm gonna do a drive-by, Benjamin style. As in, I'm gonna stop a little way away and watch. Uh, the crossed hands. Okay. Uh, I don't know, I'm gonna go. So, uh, seeing as we're here and we've got time to talk, who's Amelia? How did you, you... mention her? Uh, oh. Yeah. She's, um, she's someone I'm trying to protect from all of this. Human or? Yes. Fully human? Yes. What do you mean, fully human? Can I believe that? No, <laughs> oh, I don't think he understands what you meant, fully human. Ghoul or... Oh. Okay. Cool. Your ghoul? Yes. How the hell do you come about with a ghoul? Well... It was that or have her killed. So I thought that was the better choice. I'm not 100% convinced it was, but... Yeah. But I, I don't really want... I know that they're going to find out because they always find out everything, but I don't want people to find out for as long as possible because, well, people who know people around us get hurt, you know? Yeah. And she suffered a lot because of people like us already. Mm. That's one of the reasons why there are times I wish that uh, she had just finished the job that night. But I'm still alive. Well, as much as I can be in kicking. I think the problem is, is that even if, even if we accept that maybe we are inherently not right and inherently that we shouldn't really be alive anymore or, or moving anymore it doesn't matter i don't want to die i assume you don't not again not when it actually comes to it no. so I, I think we just have to try and you know just be better somehow mm. than we were it's just i don't know it, it, it's like um, it's like like there's something that's going off in your fridge. You know, back when we used to keep things in fridges, and um, and you think, well, I don't want to deal with that right now because it doesn't look very pleasant. So you just push it to the back of the fridge and close the door. But the problem is, the problem is it festers in there, and and then it gets worse, mm. and then. And then it's too late, really. It's, too, it's, it's harder, it, it, then it gets impossible, and then... It's the exact same thing as with feeding. I think more than just feeding, I think, I think with us. Mm. But I don't know what else to do, Jim. I mean, I've, I've tried, I've really tried to be better. <laughs> but, but, you know, it just mm. festers there and then things get worse. That's just how it is, I think.
earliest I haven't failed so far this time. Not technically. I don't know what you mean, but I'm glad it sounds positive. <laughs> yeah. Not as positive as you might think. Is that... Crosshands over there? Are we nearing the crosshands at this point? You are. Quick note, by the way, it was the 18th of September, not the 19th. Because you're six hours behind them. So... Because I'm aware the last time I was here, there was a kid watching from the bus stop. So I don't want to just, like, roll up. Obviously, I'll stop a little way back so I can use my... There are emergency services around, which make it hard for you to drive by. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll stop way back from the cordon. Then. Do wits plus awareness for me. Can I aid him? Not really. Can I use heightened senses for you this? You can look for yourself. I'll look for myself. Hmm? Can I use heightened senses for this? Or not? Or is it just too flashy and crazy? Too f well, it's very yeah. flashy, unless you want to roll a check to try and negate. No, no, I won't bother. Okay. Um, I guess I'm primarily wondering if that kid is still there. Okay. Okay. Uh, three. Four. Okay. The kid is not still there. This is something that you immediately pick up on. In fact, the bus stop across the way is basically hidden from view by the police cars but everybody has been cleared away and there is ambulances and stuff which you notice as you're looking towards the ambulance there are five bodies on stretches that have been pulled out and are covered with white blankets five bodies they had two guests Ms. Zabrowski and those two does the wreckage of the building remind me of the third painting at all? I'll say, oh. Oh. What? Yes. Yes, she's dead. She was the old lady. I just didn't see it at the time. What? What are you on about? I, um, I've seen this before. In your visions? I didn't know it was a vision at the time. I painted it. Uh, but, but I didn't know about the crossed hands. Uh, it's funny, I was convinced it was Moses that was going to be burned. That's why I was... You're sure he's fine? He's not answering his phone. Well, I think something's going to happen to him, Jim. I'm worried about him. Quick question. What are your convictions? Protect children from harm. And anything else? Same. <clears throat> Can't quite believe she's dead. I assume you've driven on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I think I've seen all I need to. I like to. Really like to. I think there was something comforting in the idea that she would just sort of soldier through it, you know? Even when terrible things happened to her. Almost like nothing could kill her, except old age. Did you say her and four guests? Well, we had two guests, if I remember rightly. And then there were two other body bags. 
you think that's Darren? I am fucking open there. We should see if it is. You stay here. So I'm going to pull oh, over shit. somewhere. Um, make sure he's covered with blanket. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to use Unseen Passage. I'm going to go back. Okay. So you make way over towards the... I'll just roll to see if I... Yes! So make your way back over towards the stretches. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say... Do Dex plus Stealth, add your Obfuscate. Okay. Because obviously you have to interact with these to... It's not going to break your thing, but... But there's a chance it might be seen, yeah. yeah. So Dex... Oh, hang on, let's get those Hunger Dice in there. Okay. Uh, oh, excitement. Um, reroll, reroll. I haven't got any willpower unless I go aggravated. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, all this, so it's a messy crit, but it's one, two, three, four, five, nine successes. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Messy crit. So, what? <laughs> this sounds like it could be fun. Mm -hmm. And exactly how did the Cosmos were completely destroyed as we went past it, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, this, this is. Yeah. There was explosives oh, set on every yeah. level. It's gone. Yeah. Obviously, this was set with the intent that the like, whole building be taken up, starting from the ground floor. Yeah, demolition style. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a controlled demolition. This yeah. is not just so, a detonation. You go through each of the ones. Stop very briefly when you see Mrs. Morovsky. Hmm. Um, and then on your third attempt, you spot Whitman, hmm. who you only really recognize by the half of his hairstyle hmm. because the rest of his face is burnt. Hmm. And then after that, Darren Fitcher. Hmm. But you move between them both so quickly that you overbalance both stretches and they go tumbling and then people turn and look and see that the bodies are full. Mm. You don't think they've seen you. But it's obviously created as servants. Yeah. And they immediately start rushing over and you have to step back yeah. in a way. I will I will get out of there. I mean after all this place is haunted, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Actually yes. Everybody's on again now. So I'm yeah okay so I'll go I'll go back to uh, to the car get in and say um, yes you were right Fitcher hit the button he killed himself then he got them all damn they got me too did he. Did he think he was getting revenge? Is that why he did it? Potentially. But if what Whitman said to me earlier was true, then we have a potential breach to zeal. What do you mean? Whitman said that uh, before Fitcher hit the switch, Whitman said that uh, he had left information around the air around, and that people knew he was there and that if he did not return, they would then know that we exist. As in, our kind. 
fucking leather book on there. Do you... Do you think, perhaps, you should have led with that, Jim? I'm going to get my phone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, before that... Yeah, sure. <laughs> where did you take Lucy? Um, well, I, after I leave there, I ask him, so where, where can I get the blog on my way out? Like, the blog okay. bag. As you leave, uh, one of the lights re-illuminates close to where the morgue is, and you manage to find a uh, container of plasma that is filled cold blood but it's enough to kind of take the edge off so you'll have enough there to recover two points of hunger excellent because i'm at hunger three it'll drive me to one yeah that's what i do and then you take lucy and where are you going i go upstairs okay to where susan is hopefully i just lucy has my my hoodie on so i just walk with her and see if Susan has been trying to get on the phone with Alan Burr because it's early in the evening. So, if she managed to have a chat with him, everything okay? Is she on the phone or is she? She's not on the phone. She okay. immediately goes over to Then it's like they helped. What do you mean? What have they done? They checked, and they have given her. Experiment, an experimental drug. She's going to be experiencing some discomfort, mild pain, probably nausea. I don't know. It's experimental. Definitely, she's going to be having nightmares and shit. Manipulation plus subterfuge. Yeah, of course. And I rouse the blood. Which is good because now that's four successes. Oh wait, yeah. This is... I mean, if the, if she has any doubts about what you're saying, it's ignored by the fact that you are carrying uh, a Lucy, which doesn't. I mean, she looks like she's been through hell, but she's more. She's not waking up and then falling asleep, and she's not coughing. She's just sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes over and just runs her hand over her face. Can feel that it's damp, but she just starts dabbing at it with her sleep. And then when you ask. She says, um, yeah, I, I spoke to him. What did he say? Uh, he wants me to come speak to him. Can he help you? He s says he'll try. Good. Good. When are you going to have a chat with him? Tomorrow. Brilliant. Then tonight we go back to my place. You stay with Lucy. Hold okay. her hand through the night. It's going to be a rough night. She's going to be better. Now, give me the phone. And I call another uh, another taxi. Okay. Or, oh, actually, we just walk to the taxi rank. Okay. And I... Yeah, there's, pl there's plenty of taxis. Yeah, um, and I just get us back to the... And it's when you turn the corner. The combo. Mm -hmm. And you look up the rail. It's odd. You did not hear... You know, you didn't hear any of the sirens or anything when you were inside. But stepping out and looking up... Now... Oh, no. oh because it happened last night, of course. So, yeah. I couldn't see anything. Oh, now now I see the, the lines and everything. Yeah, when I was coming here, I was minding my own business with Lucy, yeah. And... Oh, shit, what happened here? 
I'm trying to figure out what happened. Are you going to do that or are you going to get in a taxi? No, no. I'm getting in the taxi. Okay. And we're going to drive to my condo. Because if anything happened in that accursed place that was haunted, <laughs> I'm glad I spent the night elsewhere. And actually, this is Lucy and Susan saving my life. Okay. So, I go all the way to my condo. Give them cash so she can order takeaway from any place and she can be okay. I will be, I will probably come back before dawn. If not, don't worry, sleep here. Don't mind me. I'll see you tomorrow evening, worst case scenario. Do you check in? Sorry? Do you check in? Check in. Uh, me, log in, I log in. Yeah, okay. I log in just to make sure that nothing is triggered, but it's it, it's something. Just me going in, logging in, turn on the security system and and the things of the condo, normal normal stuff just to reassure her, and then I take another another taxi. To three blocks away from where I'm going. Okay, so you're in the middle of going to continue torturing this guy. I cannot like disappear from the <clears throat> middle of it and, and have the Nosferatu okay. Primogen asking questions about where I was. So you head back towards the, the Tower of Matlins. Yes. And you return to the torture. Yes. And it proceeds exactly as the night before. No answers are given. The tongue, which is not grown back, is still there. And you proceed with the torture. And Plucky Jake asks the same questions. And it's a kind of full circle back to the way things had been when you had been held captive. Same questions asked. Plucky Jake goes through the same routine of pretending to be pissed. And yet he continues with very precise methods of torture. Not only ones that are designed to inflict pain. That seems to be very light on what he's doing. The main things he's going towards are the things which stimulate the beast. And he's doing it well. It's actually quite unnerving. But he seems to be slowly whittling away at the willpower of this individual. And it's after midnight. You're not sure how long after midnight, but after midnight. That your phone, your business phone. Bzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Is everything okay? No, he's wanted for somewhat of a large breach, and you are now assisting us in bringing him in. Yes, boss. Uh, texting you my address in as soon as I hang up. And if he does have a god, pray on his behalf. I've never seen the constable this pissed. And he hangs up. I text the address. Like, the block, like the street over or whatever. It's like the easiest from where I can see from the top. And then I go in, it's like, What? No. This is much funnier. Can't believe you're my clan mate. Fuck off. And I use it leave. Okay. And that's... Well, they're going to bring the episode to a close. Aside, <laughs> aside from the uh, two rolls we got to make. Oh, shit, yeah. Aside from those two rolls. So one and two. Yes, one success! All my dice are successes. So you both feel very bad. It's like, yeah, you feel awful. Well done. It's like, actually, I'm actually, better. the scene is me going into the elevator, going like... Oh, I couldn't have gone through another night of that shit. Like torturing is not as easy as I um, thought. Thank you to Gaming FTL for the raid. Uh, that happened. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. Much, guys. Thank, you. thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Next week. Uh oh. Next. Yes. Next week. Yes. We are going to have uh, an interesting. So next week is not episode thirty-two. Yeah, it's gonna be a a teaser slash preview of something that we want to show you guys so stay in tune we're gonna be um, teasing it over social media it's just next next week you'll love it yeah more mm -hmm. info on the blog on Sunday yep. and yeah. over the tweets during the week yeah yes mm -hmm. and then the week after we'll be resuming episode 32 Back. on the 15th of July Back yes. to Vampire Circus on the I'm Thames. Gonna prepare Vampire that. Circus on the Thames in yeah, yeah. on the fifteenth. Uh, I mean, I got a little miming today. I can put yeah. on. You did get a, you did get a bit of miming. I mean, I'm pretty certain that caused willpower damage to Plucky Jake. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I get. It was like, in. what am I watching? <laughs> I'm pretty certain all that he's got in his head is the sound of the magic roundabout music. <laughs> the... Ding 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 ding. <laughs> oh, so. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank, you so much. thank you very much, guys, um, for being awesome, for joining us. Join these guys next week. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be here. Um, but then I will be back afterwards, as they said, to continue on this roller coaster of fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. So, yeah, hashtag. Fucked with Maid. Fucked with himself. himself. It's the best one. I, I think yeah. I've just fucked always. <laughs> and you are fucked regardless. <laughs> So, thank you very much, guys, and we will see you soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Much Bye. love. Love you all. Thanks, Frassy Sass. Thank and everybody else. Congrats. 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 Bye.
Thank you for listening to part two of this episode of Blood on the Thames. We really hope that you enjoyed the show, and if you ever want to watch us playing live, find us on Twitch at 7pm UK time every Monday. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. See you next week. <laughs>